0: Hey everyone, Hunter Hodes here, back with another, I guess, a somber episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. The Penguins lose again, six to three, to the Buffalo Sabers. That is now six losses in a row for this hockey team. We're going to go into everything that transpired from this game. How the same issues just continue to repeat themselves. What the solutions are for this team? Can I get into the core? If Mike Sullivan's on the hot seat, can a trade be made? all that stuff plus so much more coming up right after this you're locked on penguins your daily podcast on the pittsburgh penguins part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hey everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Penguins Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LO Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. And as I started Tuesday's episode, ugh, that is the way to describe today's episode as well. Penguins. They Jump out to another lead, one nothing, courtesy of Jason Zucker with that beautiful little salute to Yaramir Jagr. Josh Archibald gets his third goal of the season. They get it to another. They give up a goal late in the second period. They get it right back early in the third, and yet again another third period collapse for this team. This is the fourth game this season that they have blown a multi-goal lead. We're only at game eleven. At this point, this has been such a massive issue for this team this year, where they're just taking periods off. And honestly, the first 40 minutes of that game, I thought the penguins were playing fine. They were, you know, up one-nothing going into the first intermission. They played really well. I found that first period. They took it to Buffalo. Second period, they mostly played fine, gave up that goal late in the first or late in the second with about a minute remaining. If they were able to get it to the intermission up to, you know, maybe the third period's a bit different, who knows. But they gave up that goal, they got it right back, which was nice, now you just gotta hold on for 19, 20 minutes, and they weren't able to do that. Stupid penalties, couple bad goals from Casey to Smith, and it was just another collapse, and that's now six in a row. And again, this segment is just basically me, I feel like I'm just gonna be repeating myself During the segment, it's the same issues game after game after game after game. It really is. Who's on the ice for a bunch of the goals tonight again? Oh, wouldn't you know? It's Brian Dumoulin who continues to play top pairing minutes for some unknown reason. Casey DeSmith, not good enough as well. Played fine through 40 minutes, but look at the second and the third goals. I understand that Owen Power had a really nice fake slap shot, but... You're telling me that Casey DeSmith is on the other side of the net and he bit that hard from a shot that's, or from a pass me, that's 50 feet out? That's terrible goaltending. The Tage Thompson one, he bit hard on that pass as well. Well over half the net is open. That was the 3-2 goal. I kind of went backwards a little bit. But that was the 3-2 goal. The Thompson one, wide open net. And it's just like, what are we doing here? You know, I just don't understand Why, like, that's the kind of goaltending that the Penguins are getting. And this is back-to-back nights now. Back-to-back nights that, oh, if this team is able to just get a freaking save, maybe it's different. I know the team has issues, but bad goaltending has doomed them two games in a row and a lot more during this stretch. And that is a major problem right now. Yes, if you want to get into Brian Dumoulin, we can do that. He stinks. You know, he's at a point where I, I've been seeing this take on the timeline. I'm close to there. Not right, well. I mean, people have been saying like this is like the Jack Johnson 2.0. I don't think anyone gets as bad as Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson, excuse me. You know, he was on his other world level of bad. Dumoulin is bad. He's not that bad. Some people say he's Rob Scuderi, late Rob Scuderi. Of course, he's bad. I don't know if he's that bad, but it's it's get it's getting, I think, to that territory. It could potentially be there within the next month or something like that. I think at this point, the solution to that problem for me, you know the penguins aren't gonna scratch him, right? That's just that that's not what the penguins are going to do. But I think in order for Mike Selvin, because he's gonna have to change something up with the lines, and I'll get to Mike Sullivan as a whole a little bit later. But what I think they need to do is move him off the top pairing, give him the POJ treatment. And what I mean by that is you're sheltering him. You can play him with Jan Ruta, give him 12 to 15 minutes a night, see if maybe that gets him back on his game. And then if it does, okay, maybe you can keep him down there, but also maybe try to increase his minutes again. See if he continues to have more confidence. And then if he's able to go to the top pairing and magically play better, that'll obviously be great. But I know he's not going to get scratched. So... I think that's what the Penguins need to do with him there. Obviously, you're all going to ask me, well, what should they do with Chris Tang, right? Well, in my opinion, right now, I was not having, I did not think this way going into the season. I think you just put POJ up there. POJ has been really good these last few games. I thought he had another really strong game tonight, was good against the Bruins as well. I think he's really coming into his own through these first 11 games. Again, I don't think he's ever going to be this like, outstanding offensive defenseman, but he's going to be someone who's steady on the back end, plays good defense, can go from defense to offense quickly. And, you know, is someone who I don't think is going to hurt you that often, at least that's how he's playing right now. So I, I'm really encouraged by the way he's playing. I think some early returns when they had POJ up with the a couple of years ago were good until it turned to crap, but it's also been a couple of years. So I think I would potentially be down to try that. At least that is how I see it right now. Um, you got to do something about the deep airings. And some of the other defensemen that they got this offseason, including Jeff Petrie, he's been bad. I, I think I think that's honestly the best way to say it. I if you listen to the podcast back in July when they made the moves to get to get rid of Matheson, who's hurt right now, to bring in Ty Smith for John Marino, you know, I was all for them because you know what i felt like they needed to be better on defense i thought this was going to help both offensively especially with petrie if he continued to play the way he did under marty saint louis and especially with yon ruta with how good he played um well i i, I, I well yeah I, that's that that was where i was going yes with yon ruto with how he played in tampa bay and then with ty smith he needed a change of scenery right well so far Yan ruta has been fine ty smith's down in the minors because of their cap situation and Petrie's been awful. This is another game where he takes a stupid penalty. And it's just like, I feel like I'm saying that on a nightly basis at this point, he just can't stop taking penalties and his play offensively has been bad. I mean, I, I, I saw in the preseason that he, he wasn't looking super good. So I was kind of like, well, you know, it's preseason, right? No one really cares about that. But so far in the regular season, I, I'm kind of taking the L on this because I was very here for those moves, but John Marino, I think, has a top five game scorer in the, whole, in the entire NHL right now. He's looking like a completely different player in New Jersey, and kudos to him. I'm really happy that he's turning it around. I don't know if he was ever going to turn it around in Mike Sullivan's system, but you no, know, most of the defenseman move, defensive moves right now are looking bad. And when you couple that up with a horrendous bottom six, which is what you are seeing right now, boom. There's your struggles, and along with bad goaltending and the team not being able to hold leads. I think the people that are honestly blaming the core players and the head coach for all these struggles, they cannot see the forest from the trees. I will die on that hill. It is not Sidney Crosby's fault. It's not Evgeny Malkin's fault. It's not Chris Tank's fault, That and Jake Gensel's fault, excuse me, that a lot of the lesser players in the lineup are just flat-out stinking this year. What has Brock McGinn done this year? Crickets. What has Ryan Paling done for a good chunk of the season? Crickets. Josh Archibald, okay, had a goal tonight. Three goals already. That's good. Other than that, not really doing too too much. I mean, Drew O'Connor's been fine. He's only been up here for a couple of games. What's Kasper Kavanen done this year? Crickets. I, mean, y- y- y'all see what I'm going here? I mean, Dan-, Dan Heinen, decent start. What's he done since then? Crickets. It's a bad it's a bad unit. I'll, I'll put the same with Jeff Carter, crickets. It's a bad unit. And, you know, I think it's something that, you know, I think Ron Hextall made his bed with it over the offseason. He's going to have to live with it. At the end of the day, he's, he's going to have to live with the mess that he made. And there's not a lot of easy answer now. This team has no cap space. It's going to have to be dollar in, dollar out if they want to make a move. And, yeah, I think mean, things look a little bleak right now to say the least. But uh, coming up in the second segment, we're going to go into more about Mike Sullivan and why um, I don't think he is going to be fired or should be fired. And and I'll I'll try to come up with also with some solutions for for this team to stop the bleeding. But before we get that, so can we pause the pod for a second? All right, or pause here because great. You got to try this. I'm talking about Bill Barr's new reimagined flavors, cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, and coconut brownie topper white chocolate peppermint granola as well it's built taped on a granola bar so it's more filling and still insanely tasty and candy cane brownie puff built puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious food first off for anyone who hasn't tried built bars before they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built just sink your teeth into that first bite and it'll change your life forever and i'm not kidding there will be a time where you there will be a time where you try these new built flavors and a magical, wonderful time afterwards. You're probably wondering which new flavors my favorite. Well, you know, it's kind of an unanswerable question right now. I have about five or six that I do really enjoy. So you can get 15% off your order right now by using the code LOCKEDON15 at built.com if you want to try one of those new flavors. Again, that's 15% off your order right now by using the code LOCKEDON15 at built.com. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So let's get into the whole Mike Sullivan conundrum here. I've been seeing a lot of takes on the Twitterverse. You go on to the Penguins subreddit. I mean, Reddit's just a really weird place to begin with. And people are calling for his head. And I get it. You know, usually when this kind of loss Early in the season, this is the kind of loss where either someone gets fired or someone gets traded. For the Penguins, it's going to be the latter if there is something that happens. I know Ron Hextall is kind of a patient person, but in my opinion, you know they're not going to fire Mike Sullivan. And you're probably going to all going to ask me, well, why? Like, who cares if he just signed that deal? Well, Fenway Sports Group obviously does. He's here for the next five seasons, and he also just got extended two to three months ago. They are not going to make that kind of decision. And everything that I've read, from what I've heard, whispers about the Fenway Sports Group ownership group. They, well, I just said that twice in like two seconds. They absolutely love him, like they they cannot get enough of Mike Sullivan. So he's not going to go anywhere. That said, can he be he be a bit better with some of his lineup decisions? Absolutely, a hundred percent. I was touching on this, of course, in the first segment. Take Brian Dumoulin. Off the top pairing, also get Ricard Raquel back up to the Crosby line. I know he's been flip flopping with that with Rust and Raquel, but you know, give Rust back to Gino. I thought they were working really well together. Um, I think the bottom six is what it is at this point. I mean, Teddy Bluger is set to come back. I think on Friday, I mean on Saturday, at least according to uh, Mon Hextall on the GM show with uh, Josh Getzlaff today. So I think that will obviously be a big help. Other defensive pairings, I mean. I don't really know what you do to change those up. I mean, again, you put POJ up there with Letang. Do you put Pedersen up there? But I don't really know if he's going to get, I don't know how he's going to fare with top pairing minutes. Um, The people that just say, well, you know, change the lines, do something, you know, sometimes that's easier said than done because, you know, there's just, when you look at the bottom six right now, there's just really not a lot you can do. I mean, are you going to put Danton Hine in your top six? No. That's not going to happen. Are you going to move him down to your fourth line? I mean, do you scratch Kasperi Kapanen? I mean, I, I don't know. Like they, they st- they're they still battling a couple of injuries at forward. So I don't know what the answer is there. I'm sure he's just going to try maybe try to throw, throw players into a blender and just take them out one by one or something. But, you know, I really don't think that the issues right now, it stems from coaching. I think obviously, again, there can be roster lineup decisions that he can be better with. But from like an X's and O's in a system standpoint, the team is playing his system. It's You've seen it even during the six-game losing streak. The problem is once they get up they just go back to making losing plays and they're not taking care of the puck and they're just playing like a lottery hockey team and that's what happens late in these games where they're just getting crushed, Even especially against the Bruins on Tuesday. You're up five too late in the second period, five, three, 12 minutes into the third period and even though you're, you're blowing them out of the water in the third period, you go back to making silly mistakes. You're not killing six on fives. Tonight, the penalty kill gave up another goal. It's basically a goal per game at this point. When this team becomes shorthanded, you're not getting saves. You're not checking hard enough when the game is close. And I think all of that just comes back to a lack of effort for this team. I just don't think they're giving it their all right now. Obviously, I know it's still early, but four and six and one, you know, right now, like we're, like what, four and six and one? It's just, it's it's not good enough. It's not, not, excuse me, no, four, four, five, and one, basically. I think of this before. Yeah, one of those two. It's not good enough. And, and the players are going to have to do a lot more, a lot better um, if, if they're going to snap out of this losing streak. Because honestly, they should have won both these games. Sorry, they should have had four out of four points in both these games. There's no reason um, for them to lose both of these games. But when you're a team right now that's down this bad and you are just making losing plays, you know, that's what a losing team looks like. When you've lost the will to win, you make stupid plays. And that is what you all are seeing right now with this team. Heck, third late third period tonight, right? Six on five situation. The puck's going down to the corner. Should be an easy icing call. Chris is saying, just, go. Oh, I'm gliding back. Not really going to try. He's getting outskated by Zemgis Gergensen's. That's a career fourth line player. I'm like, are we for real right now? <laughs> like, I just like that that kind of effort right now. And and I loved Latang's pass for the Gensol's goal to make it three to one early in the third period. I think that was the best play he's made in the past few games. But that effort right there that sums up honestly the penguins problems it's just people not trying hard enough it's soft as michelle terrien like say and i hate calling players lazy i think it's such a cop out just because you see it thrown around so often and, and a lot of times people are just like talking out of their butt and stuff but that one that was pure laziness from Crystal Tang. and it's just like you gotta try a hell of a lot better in that situation there's another play um, right before that, just a couple minutes before that, you know, defenseman comes down, about to tee up a shot, and he's, you know, they're not putting it to the net. And they were trying for the pass that goes off Eric Connery's pad. And it's like, just rip that on net and see what happens in that situation. And, you know, they didn't. And they're just like, you know, those are the kind of plays. Again, that's another kind of play where they're just overthinking it. And, You know, maybe the sticks are just too tight right now, but they got to stop the bleeding at some point. They're obviously going to win games again at some point. They're not going to keep losing all these games. This is, I think, the worst losing streak they've had under Mike Sullivan. I don't think they've ever had a seven-game losing streak under him, so I think hopefully that bodes well going into the Saturday's home game against Seattle, but things are bleak, potentially bleak coming up. After this home game against Seattle, six of their next seven games are on the road. This is this is a wake up call for this team. You know, you can't just uh, you can't make the play. I'm, I'm gonna say this: you can't make the playoffs in November, but you can damn sure miss them. And if they continue to not get points during this whole month, they're gonna be up a creek going into December. I'll say that. So, you know, that's I think what I have to say um, for this segment about Mike Sullivan and some other topics I wanted to discuss um, coming up in the final segment. We're going to get into um, some of the core players. I mean, I guess we'll also touch on some positives that I did take away tonight because I don't want this whole episode to just be a bunch of me spewing negative nonsense. So look around for that coming up in this final segment. All right. I'm back in this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm your host Hunter Hodes. If you to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at penguins And of course, Thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So I know there's not many positives. I know I've just been probably, you know, just being a negative Nancy, but hey, you know, I gotta be objective with this team when um all the time, even when they're on a six-game losing streak. You know, Jake Gensel, great goal to make it 3-1 early in the third period. Beautiful pass from Crystal Tang. Again, I think that's one of the best plays he's made all season. Josh Archibald, really nice job to drive to the net to get that second goal of the game. It's his third goal of the season, I gotta say. Did not think he would already have three goals in eleven games, but you know that's kind of been the player that he was throughout his career. I guess that's like the big redeeming quality of him. He usually is like a thirteen goal per eighty two game guy right now. Twenty two goal per eighty two game guy is that sustainable, guys? No, it's not. It's not. It's not sustainable at all. So, um, but still, nice to see him get that goal. Jason Zulker love seeing him get another goal this season. Did hit signature y- Yarmir Yager salute. Um, just because they were in the Robo Penguin jersey, I gotta say that Robo Penguin jersey looked awesome tonight. I know some people don't like it. For, for me, though, I think it looked incredible. Yes, they blew another lead with the Robo Penguin jersey. I thought this was going to be the night where you know they break the curse, but no, it, it wasn't meant to be. Um, that's for sure. You know, I thought Sidney Crosby played well. I thought he was engaged. I thought he was winning puck battles. I thought you know he was. You no, know, his usual self. I thought of Kenny Malkin played fine, had a couple of weird turnovers, but had a really nice pass on that first goal by Jason Zucker. I don't I don't really have a problem with his game right now. Thought Crystal Tang had a really nice performance too. Obviously, I already talked about Jake Ensel. The core players are doing their thing right now. I mean, I think that's really all you can ask for with them. But you know, again, the rest of the lineup, you know. They're not. And it's really weird when I go to natural stat trick and at 5 e 5 the Penguins held the Sabres to three, three high danger chances against at 5v5. If you go to all situations, the Sabres had four high danger chances all game and they scored six goals. What, like... I mean, that's just, I mean, yeah, man, I mean, it just comes down to bad goaltending and, you know, just bad team defense. So, I mean, it's, it is a rare thing when you see a team beat you when you have a seven to three edge and high danger chances. I mean, three high danger chances in 60 minutes and you're giving up six goals. That's, that's something else. The Penguins also control the expected goal share. 53.6 percent. They lost a little bit in the scoring chances and the shot attempts, but when you're controlling the expected goals and when you're controlling the high danger chances like that, usually you come out on the other side. The Penguins weren't able to tonight, and you know bad goaltending and bad PK and just giving up another blown lead cost them. So now again, where do they go from here? Just gotta start learning how to win again. I said it on my Tuesday episode. I'm gonna say it now. They have to start learning how to win. And I don't think I've ever said that in all the years I've watched this team and all the years I've been doing this podcast now. This is basically season four of this show. So, you now they got to take a long look in the mirror. They got to maybe have a players-only meeting or something like that. And, you know, it sounds like Sid Gino and Jake Enzelay were saying the right things tonight, but that only goes so far. You know, you can say all this stuff, but until you go out on the ice and prove it, it doesn't mean jack crap to me. So, you no, know, it's... You know, it's bad vibes right now. I think the whole entire city of Pittsburgh, it just needs a win just because of how awful the Pittsburgh Steelers are. Heck, the, the Pirates aren't even playing right now. Like they might be the best team in the city. And the Penguins just barely, they just haven't won a game in so long at this point. So it's just bad vibes for the city. Again, they're not gonna fire Mike Sullivan. The core players are gonna play well, but you know, when you screw up the bottom stakes and when you're defensive Moves aren't panning out the way you wanted them to through 11 games. No, nope. Ron Hextall's made his bed. He's going to have to lie in it. And if they continue to struggle, I wonder if they make a general manager change. I I truly wonder about that. And people have been in my mentions about that tonight too. It would make sense. Fanway Sports Group, that's not their guy. Obviously they like Mike Sullivan a lot and they had very glowing statements about him after they just signed him to an extension, but you know, if this continues, I I think Hextall or Burke stays are numbered. I think they could get a new general manager in there. And I know it probably wouldn't look good because right. Late 2022 Hextall was hired early 2021. So it's been almost two years that he's been on the job, but he just hasn't done enough right now. I mean, shoot business to bring back the core and bring back Raquel and Brian Russ and stuff. But All of his other moves right now are not panning out the way he probably wanted them to. And usually in this kind of losing streak, someone has to be the fall guy or a trade has to be made. It's just which one of those things is going to come first if this continues. Obviously, I don't want this to continue, but, you know, these, again, like that loss tonight and a couple of these other losses, you know, these are ones where you see big changes made. And I wouldn't be surprised if you start hearing some insiders, you know, talk about some rumblings regarding the team. And all that stuff so we'll have to see it's been a kind of a tale of two seasons for the penguins a four and oh and one start followed by an oh and five and one losing streak so you know four and five and one um you know basically you know four five and one start of the season four five and two whatever yeah excuse me Yeah, four five and two start to the season at this point it's bad vibes and you know I've probably said the same thing about 20,000 times on this episode for you all but you know hopefully it'll be a little bit of a different case for my Thursday and Friday episodes for you all we'll be previewing the game against Seattle we'll be recapping that game uh next week and you know I will be in the building on November 15th. I can't lose that game. I mean that's my 25th birthday for God's sake. So you know I know it's a rough time right now but you know to get your mind off it go outside, take your dog for a walk, play some video games. Make your favorite dish for dinner. Spend some time with your significant other. Something like that. I know the hockey team's playing bad, but you know, just try to get your mind off it. Better times are ahead with this team. I will say that. Right now, my prediction, they will make the playoffs at the end of this year. I'll put it out there for you all. That's my prediction. I think they will tr- find a way to figure this stuff out. They will find a way to stop this bleeding. They stink right now. I understand that, but I do think they will figure out a way to write the ship. And I think they will make the playoffs by the end of the season. I will leave you all with that for today's episode. So I really appreciate all of you listening. Um, thank you all so much. Um, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you haven't already, you can also leave a review for the show. If you haven't already either, hopefully it's a positive review, but again, thank you all so much for listening. I'll be back with another episode for you all on Thursday.